Welcome back to the Rat's Nest Podcast. This be the first episode of Season 2. We're glad you survived the scurvy, but we're entering rough waters. This episode is full of ghost stories! Woo-hoo. Well, suck on Ed Myrtle's wart and call me Skippy Magoo. It's time for Weird News Season 2. This week on my desk, we have an official investigation being launched in Belchertown after authorities have spotted horses frolicking in local car washes. Mmm, quite. A mysterious tree beast in a Polish city turned out to be a croissant. And yes, this is a real news story. Locals were horrified and didn't open their doors or windows for days. Shoppers in Australia have been only slightly rattled by the sight of venomous snakes in their Aldi lettuce bags. And that's just an average Tuesday down under. Finally, this week we have three elderly women in India accidentally receiving rabies vaccinations instead of COVID-19 shots. Whoopsie rabies. I mean whoopsie daisy. Thank you for listening to Weird News. I hope you got some uh, extra underwear around because my story's a little bit spooky. Am I going to poop my pants? You might poop your pants. I was thinking more pee because it's like spooky, but it's not like spooky spooky. I've been so scared I've pooped before, so. Uh, that was earlier today. We had to clean up. Yeah. And all three. And all ten. My old manager was there, and he saw me, and I was like, oh man. And I was like, uh, I'm just pooping all over the floor because I'm so scared. <laughs> there were ghosts in the mall. <laughs> ghosts in the mall! There's ghosts in the mall! There's ghosts in your blood. You need some cocaine! <laughs> Do cocaine for the blood leeches. Blood leeches? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell me about the ghosts. My ghost story. My personal ghost story. <laughs> it's mine. mine. I patented it. And I'm this it. ghost. So, anyways, I'm dead. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally dead, girl. I'm dead. Om gosh, like literally dead right now. Okay, so <laughs> my ghost story. It starts in December of 1942. I was there in December of 1942. I was in. Was that the time Hitler? Or no? Was alive. Okay. Yeah. I was also alive in a December, so like, wow, that's spooky, Lots right? Lots of things happen in December. This happened in December. I was alive in a December. Whoa. Anyway. So it's 1942. Everything is black and white. <laughs> it's in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Oh my god. I don't know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. December? You said Pearl Harbor? <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> 1942? Huh. That's a year after the bombings of Pearl Harbor. Oh my god! Yeah, it's spooky. I'm scared. So, the radar towers there indicated that a plane was incoming, and they feared another attack. So they're like, oh no, it's time to poop our pants. We're gonna get exploded. Yeah, they were like, oh man, we gotta send out all these planes. We gotta get ready, battle ready. There's a surprise attack. So, they sent out some fighter jets to... Jets? I don't think they had jets. They sent out some fighter planes. It was Air Force Uh, One. It was a private jet. Air Force One. Boeing 747 (laughs) passenger airline carrying about 79 individuals. 
I don't know what that was, like, pretentious valley girl that knows way too much about airline, like... My dad was a pilot. And I, know I wasn't. about airlines. Like, airline food. What's up with that? Because it's in the air. I am done okay with you. So, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. So, they send out these fighter planes to intercept it, They're like, yo, where did I get this plane? What the heck's going on, man? And... But nothing ever came of it, because the pilots claimed that they encountered a pre-war aircraft and that it had visible bullet holes in it, like it was riddled with it. It wasn't solid, like the plane itself wasn't solid, but it wasn't see-through. Like it popped out of time. It was like it was just there. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call this a, I don't know. It goes plane. Yeah, I shouldn't. Well, you know how there's opaque, translucent, transparent? Yeah. Is translucent the one where it's like you can kind of see through it? I think. Translucent ghost plane. Oh, God. It's in Pearl Harbor. But, like, the weird thing, there was a pilot in there, and he was all bloodied. But he wasn't, like... He was having a bad day. Do you think he came out of, like, a time warp? Like, he was in the war, and he thought that the war was still happening, and he got stuck in, like, another No, because he wasn't, like, he was at the controls, but he wasn't piloting. He was dead. Like, he was lean, he was, like, hunched over, he was all bloodied, and his plane was full of bullet holes, so I don't even know don't if like he that. can be called a ghost, because he's- Ghosts aren't dead, he was a dead ghost. The ghost was playing dead. <laughs> you ever wake up dead, he did. What if your ghost dies and you become a person again? I don't have time for it's that philosophical- mm, That's a lot going on, I don't have time for it. Oh god, but, so yeah, that dude was at the controls, and they're like, bro- you're all bloody. Your plane has holes in it. What's going on? And the pilot obviously did not respond to any form of communication. Oh, yeah, via... he's dead. What do they expect? <laughs> like, hey, Jim. I and mean... he's like, I'm dead. And they're like, Jim, wake up. I mean, you're. What are you gonna tell the control tower? Excuse like, me, hey, Mr. um, Ghost, bloody man, can you please wake up and respond? Like, they're like, okay, just try to get him to, you know, see why he's there. They're like, he's a ghost, but okay. And so obviously he didn't respond to any of that. And suddenly, the plane just lost altitude at a rapid rate, and it crashed into a field. Like, just all of a ghost sudden. Ghost plane? Translucent ghost plane crashes into a field. Yeah. Now, is there physical wreckage from this? No, because they sent out immediately, whenever it was radioed in, they sent out soldiers to go and check the field, and there was not even, like, signs of anything wrecking there. Like, nothing wrong with the ground or anything. It I was just like, like, like he was gone. And I'm like, so that's my story. That's just weird. It's spooky. I don't like it. I don't like that Jim's dead at the wheel. Is it called yeah. a wheel? What's it called when you're in a plane? Uh, the, we'll call it the wheel. The wheel. The wheel. What we'll do you fly, fly a plane with? I don't know. Buttons? Buttons? He's, he's dead at the button. He's dead at the buttons. <laughs> you ever been dead behind the button of a plane? A Boeing? <laughs> the single button of a plane that controls everything. Yeah, it's the go button. You, which direction can you go in a plane? You <laughs> just the, go. It's the autopilot what button. What if you get in a plane and you get lost? That you just <laughs> die. You, you, you die and you come back in December of 1942, a year after D-Day, and you are D-Day. Pearl Harbor. Isn't that the same as D-Day? D-Day was the... Normandy. Sto- yeah, Normandy. Oh, those are different places. France and Hawaii are different <laughs> places. <laughs> We're not a history podcast. Wait, I thought D-Day was Pearl Harbor. Because Pearl Harbor was a bomb and bombs are 
D-Day, and it was the Pearl Doomsday. Pearl Harbor was not a bomb! What was it? Pearl Harbor was a bunch of Japanese... Bombs! Japanese planes. With they bombs! Were, but it wasn't like... <laughs> it wasn't like the bombs the U.S. dropped on Japan. That's that's a bomb! This was just the Japanese was that attacking D-Day? us. No! Hiroshima, right? Here. When they push up the flagpole. I'm really not trying to be insensitive. I just really am stupid. That was Iwo Jima. When they did the flag. Where's Hiroshima then? That's I literally, that's, I that's can't mainland Japan. What happened there? Something where happened. we dropped one of the bombs. Well, what happened in the other place? Another bomb. <laughs> Iwo Jima. What happened in Normandy? On D-Day. Normandy is when all the Allied forces stormed the beaches of France. Physically, not in the Physically planes. stormed all the beaches, the, the beach of Normandy. All the they, beaches? All the beaches of Normandy, the beach. Stop, stop, this is a terrible <laughs> historical tragedy. And I'm really not, I promise you, I promise you, I am not, I'm just uncultured and I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just stupid. <laughs> about it not like I know the people anyway but if you go on YouTube and you listen to some of these stories from people in the army in the Navy in any form of military they tell stories of seeing weird creatures over in Afghanistan or seeing some people have experienced things that look like giants or cryptid like creatures or ghosts and they don't want to report it and they have to become anonymous because you're literally in the military and they'll just so call you crazy, crazy yeah. you know? But, like, you have to think that, like, throughout... I'm assuming this is going on throughout history. But, like, you're always... You're usually in enemy territory, and you don't want to be in towns or anything, so you're in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And maybe this part hasn't been explored thoroughly, or maybe... Like, you know? And so you're encountering things that you haven't seen before, mm-hmm. so... Is it called hallowed ground? Is that what you call an area where, like carnage and death have happened no like don't people no, say that about war like no, no, hallowed no, no, ground no no no, 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 no. no? that's like a churchyard or something oh really okay well that's something Hall- else i didn't know yeah because i thought that's what they called somewhere that was no like, like a war. blessed ground oh well disregard that yeah that's not that's the opposite well that reminds well oopsie that reminds me of, <laughs> well, like oops back in old season one i think it's when we were talking about the church grim Yes. I believe when I was joking and saying, like, some dude that was very skeptical would go somewhere like Gettysburg, where all of this war has happened, many, many people have died, and we're talking about that, and I'm laughing about, like, how funny, and just, like, not even funny, just, like, how blind someone could be to be skeptical and be like, there certainly can't be ghosts here where thousands of people died, How could you be so skeptical? Why would you not think that there's not even, at the very least, like, residual energy? Energy can't be created or destroyed. So it's always there. Yeah, there has to be something. Where do you think the ghost pilot went, though, when he, like, crashed into the ground? Do you you think he's stuck in a time loop? I don't think that was in 
like, there's different types of hauntings, and I don't think that was, like, an intelligent haunting where, like, they'll respond to you. Do you think that was, like, a residual thing? It must have been residual. I think he was living, in parentheses, living, um, like, his last moments. Was it around the anniversary, right? It was... It was a year after Pearl Harbor. So, to the day. To the day. Well, then there you go. The entire... The entire place was, like, freaking out. Like, oh my god, this is going on. Yeah. And they were getting ready, but then it, it's just that. Well, then, yeah, I would definitely think that that's, like, residual energy. Because if it's the anniversary of something happening, True, you know, but they said it was a pre-war plane. See, that's even more But, literally a year um, before that, when Pearl Harbor happened is when... The day Pearl Harbor happened is when the U.S. entered the war. So, it literally could have just meant, like, oh, we just haven't gone to war yet. Like, a pre-war. Or maybe it was, like, the late, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't specify, like, this was an old, old plane. Like, how old can it it be? Planes weren't invented that far before that. I know, like, it literally just said pre-war. But that was the event that put us in World War Two, so I'm not too Pre-war sure. Pre-war could have been the day before that. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. It could have been, been that. Before that. <laughs> I want to talk to the guy who saw it. I'm pretty sure they're all dead. Well, maybe they're all in planes now. Do you think when they died, they made up with dead ghost guy? And they were like, dude. Uh, considering that's probably a residual haunting, no. What if they became residual hauntings? And they're but not they panicking about but that they residual didn't haunting. die from... What if they did... Pl- if they, oh, philosophical, oh god, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but oh, yeah, during the Gettysburg podcast, we did talk about how they saw George Washington's ghost, like, like, what if it wasn't his ghost, what if it was a fragment of time residually playing over and over again for you to visually see? I don't think he was ever at... Gettysburg, though. I know, he was already In general, dead. yeah. But was he ever, did he ever go through that area when he was alive? I, I don't know. It could have been maybe residual from maybe a, another general or something, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, everyone i don't know what's going on and i won't i won't i won't <laughs> for privacy of ourselves i've changed the names of some of these locations instead of tuberculosis meaning i will make up a name for the city on the spot but the oh. one place that this website does mention just says pittsburgh hell's tunnel apparitions of a noose that swings and hearing a father calling for his son that's all. That's so all it says. So it's just a noose? No context, no location, just says... How do you have says, a ghost object? Is that possible? <laughs> Hell's Tunnel Pittsburgh. I guess Google it, because that's all it said. And that's my story. Wrap it up. End of the episode. Oh, well, I'm sure I'm glad that I came over for this. Well, so this one I'm going to say the name of, because it's reportedly got three or four different locations around the Pittsburgh area, so it doesn't matter. It's the same haunting, just different locations? So it's called 13 Bends. If you've ever oh, heard of it, there's you. there's people that say, oh, it's here, it's here, no, it's actually here, no, it's an hour away, no, it's this way. Gotcha. Well, I went to one of those locations at one time oh, in my life. I didn't know that. Grandma was driving, it was me and Grandma Maggie, and we counted 13 bends up this hill, and it was the middle of the night, 
And it's the same legend for all locations of 13 Bends. It's just that people can't... They can't agree on where the hell the 13 Bends actually is. I think that so, adds to the legend. Right? But they claim that at the end of the 13 Bends, on the 13th one, Ooh. there's an old orphanage that burnt down. There's kids. You can hear people screaming. Oh, my mom used to tell me about that. So this is you the know, scary part. You know, stories you tell your kids. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, happy kindergarten. People died in an orphanage. Okay, go to, go to sleep, sweetie. Okay. So anyway, we get to the bottom of this hill. And I kid you not. We were starting to slow down, because we were going pretty fast coming back down the hill, because we yeah. were just getting, we were like, getting our adrenaline pumping, and we were like, okay, 11, 12, and literally... Oh, so you purposely went searching? Yes, yes, okay. and we were like, I wonder if it is blank location, so we'd go one, two, and we realized the road was still winding up and down the hill, so we went, okay, seven, eight, okay, 12, 13, and I shit you not, right as we said... 13! We heard a blood-curdling scream. Oh my God. It was in the middle of the night, and if I showed you in Google Maps, because you have been to this area before, oh. you'd be like, there's, like, no houses there. There's, like, some kind of, like, abandoned building on the side of the road, but there's, like, no houses. And even if it was a house, why would it be someone screaming right as we approached it? Yeah. And she, I think, I want to say that my pap was actually driving. If not, whoever was driving slammed on the brakes, and we were like... Is someone getting murdered? What, what she, do we do? Her first thing was, let's get out and put the flower on the back of the car to see if the kids put, the ghost children put their handprints on it. And I was like, someone just screamed bloody no, murder. because the logical part of my brain is like, if somebody's getting killed right now, we're going to get the <laughs> hell out of here, Grandma. No. She's like, oh, let's put flower on the back of the car. Yep, and it says, legend states it's a hill that consists of 13 turns up and down at the top or bottom unclassified, is an orphanage, but it burnt down many years ago. All the children died. If you go up there at sunset or dark, you can hear the sound of children screaming, crying, and burning. Oh, God. And I'm like, See, that was the most bizarre thing that no, ever listen, happened to the me. The thing is, my mom told me about that story, but it wasn't 13 Bends. It was somewhere else. It's actually across the river from where I grew up. It's like further down the river. Oh. Is where the... I, I don't know if it's the same... I don't know if it's Maybe they took the orphanage story and added it to 13 Bends, but that one did burn down. And you can hear kids screaming. I don't like this. I mean, how how common do you think it was for orphanages to burn down? Probably common. I mean, Probably. if it's the 1800s, yeah. things burn down. There's asbestos everywhere. Asbestos is the bestest. Then we've got an, <laughs> an unknown, nondescript... Asbestos is the best. An unknown, nondescript... A nondescript, vague St. Michael's Church. Okay. In the early 1980s, the Diocese of Redacted ordered the church to be padlocked at 3 a.m. sharp without any warning to the parishioners? Yes. I don't go to parishioners. church. Parishioners. So the only explanation what the diocese would give is that the floor of the 125-year-old church was too weak and in danger of collapse. Okay. Since that time, strange changes to the church have taken place. While the rest of the colored panes of glass in the windows have retained their color, the faces of the saints have all turned black. Inside, oh. the church walls have peeled and cracked, and the pews are filthy with bird droppings and dead birds, yet the area around the altar and the altar itself, which is draped in a 100-year-old altar cloth from Ireland, is in pristine condition, as if oh. they were ready for Sunday Mass. <clears throat> This is a statue of St. Michael, the archangel, above the main entrance to the church, posed with lance and shield, and over the years, the statue's shields looked as if it's battle-worn and weathered with dried blood. 
That's so weird. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that since then, because I think this is a church that they tore down in the area. I think it's not there anymore. Okay, because I was going to say, wait a minute. Now, that actually reminded me, my stepdad was a firefighter That's for years cool and story. years. And in the little town that he was living in at the time, there was a church that caught on fire in the middle of the night. No. I don't remember what happened exactly. I don't remember how it burnt down. And this this is local, so you've been around this area before. This church burnt down. And he told me this. I'm not a super religious person, and I literally was, like, shaken. He said that there was one painting of Jesus, and it was literally in pristine condition up against a wall. The wall was charred. If, if you did a physics equation for the probability of this, like, charred, broken piece of wall still standing with nothing underneath it, just, like, oh, hanging by a thread, and this giant, like, heavy painting of Jesus in a big, heavy frame. Yeah. Like, couple feet-by-feet feet painting, and he's just sitting there, with, you know, just chilling. Just chilling. Oh Jesus my- painting. And he, it, it was the only thing in the church that was not completely burned. And I mean, the Bibles, the crosses, the pews, the whole building was destroyed except for that painting of Jesus. And I'm like... It didn't even get, like, smoke no, damage? No. If anything, what? I think he said there were drops on it, like, either of moisture or something yeah. from putting out the fire. But, <clears throat> yeah, there was there was nothing wrong with it. And that... That's creepy. <laughs> and also, you said that, like, the, like the um, altar... Not the altar. The, like, table at the altar with the... Um, tablecloth on it i wonder if that was blessed and i wonder if the picture was blessed because then maybe the fire was not natural and so if the fire wasn't natural and those were blessed maybe they were protected by it and like listen i'm not really a religious person either i'm more spiritual but still i'm like what other that's weird, because, like, at least something has smoke damage. Like, mm-hmm. at least it gets, you know, like, the, the residual, like, like yeah, stuff Yeah, like, physically it. it doesn't make sense if it was, like, coated with something yeah. or whatever. But at the end of the day, it was just a wooden picture frame. And I'm pretty sure it was a wooden painting. Like, it wasn't on canvas. It was just an old wooden, wooden they painting. They painted it on wood. Mm-hmm. That's so... <clears throat> but, like, for the... Before it burnt down. For everything to be, like ruined around it like the birds and everything and that one thing to be untouched and uh, the yep. statue is so creepy because i was like oh maybe over time or whatever i was like oh well maybe the blood it's maybe if it rained but if it, it got looked darker like blood splattered it but if it's the, all of the time like i don't like and, that and like stone carvings like especially for that they're made to last long so nothing like the winds or the the, the winters, winds the winds of change, the winters and stuff aren't gonna like destroy the statue. So for it to be like battle, and worn. it's weird too that they had mentioned. Now I I do want to say that the the church that burned down with the Jesus painting was a different church than the the church with the all the scary other stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. those are different churches, still in the same area, just but different churches. Now this the original church, the one that had all the other stuff going on. It's weird that they said there were dead birds and bird droppings and stuff, because as far as I knew... So just the birds were living there. Like, I don't think there was a chimney. So unless they crawled in through the steeple, like, there were it no holes been, in the roof. It might have been the windows or something. Yeah, maybe. I think it was Birds a school at one point, too. Like a Sunday school, oh. church kind of thing. I don't like walking past it. It is... It's torn down now. 
I think, if anything, there might be a piece of the building left, but it's it's pretty much demolished. And there's, like, a plaque in, like, the field, the green area yeah. where it used to be, and it says, like, hey, this church used to be here. I don't like walking past it. And it's not somewhere that I walk past often, but the few times I have in my life, even driving past it, I just get a just weird get feel. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. I don't wanna be here. That's creepy. And I... The fact that the diocese was literally like, hey, we need to lock it up, 3 a.m., I just got a weird feeling, the, the floor is unstable. What? That Who? Doesn't... Is like, he was there? It, was was it, he in the church? Was it every night at 3 a.m. and they unlocked it in the no, morning? No, no, no. Like, it... padlocked for good. Like, one night the diocese went, it's 3 a.m., the floor is unstable, you need to padlock this church for good. And they never opened it back up. And then it That's sat abandoned so for years, weird. and they finally demolished it. Ooh, I don't like that at all. And I'm like, I think some spooky stuff was going on. And, and... they just wanted to not freak people out. Mm-hmm. And so they just, cover, not covered it up, but they like just put an end to people going there. I, they were like, let's not have anyone possibly get possessed in here. Honestly. Sorry about the little fart noises in the background, by the way. The chair is... Oh, naturally, I can't make the sound when I want to make the sound. The, the couch is a little crunkly. Now, I've got a... We've, we've got a listener submission story, too. Oh! It's from my Grandma Maggie. <laughs> oh. Hi, Grandma Maggie. Hi, Grandma Maggie. Hi, Grandma. So she told me this story. And when she told me this, I had never heard this story before. Unless she told me when I was very, very young and I forgot. Okay. So, my great-grandfather, her dad, passed away when I was five-ish, around kindergarten age. And we did the thing, I think it's just called a reception, like, after the funeral. Awake. Yeah. Yes. That's what it's called. Awake. Yes. It was after the funeral. Not, like, awake. Like, they call it A. (laughs) No, perhaps not awake. Like, I think they know. I think I don't know. But we went to the the fire hall, and we were all just eating food and stuff, and it was one of those awkward moments, because, like, I was, like, five. It was weird, like, my dad was there, and that was was weird in and of itself, like, but my dad was there, like, extended family I didn't know, and all these people crying. I just felt weird. I was like, this is an odd experience. And I remember Grandma Maggie and Pappy Len, hey, name dropping Len, what's up? They left after that. They left the same day, and they live, like, 20 minutes away. Okay. She showed up, and now, obviously, she's already grief-strucken, right? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Now, she claims that she doesn't think this was anything psychological. She truly does not believe that this is anything mental, because even though she was so close with him, and obviously losing a a parent is gonna ruin you, you hot. Yeah. Um... She knew. Like, he was sick for a long time. Okay. So there was a grieving process already happening. So this this instance, I don't think any skeptic could say, oh, she had gone to the funeral that day, so she was having, like, a breakdown or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. She doesn't think so. Because they were completely fine, her and her husband, the whole way home. 20-minute drive, they make it, they're good, they park. Mm-hmm. No, none of her neighbors say anything. There's nothing weird. She walks into her house, and her house is like, let me set the scene a little bit. Right in the front door, there's a living room. And she's got these French doors into the dining room and the kitchen. And so it's like all open to the fact that you could see. So the sun should be... It's like a shotgun house. Sure. I don't know what that means. But yeah. But it's all like... You you can see everything. Yeah, you walk in, you can see the back door. Yes, yes. And so the sun would be peeking through. And she said the sun was peeking through, and she could see the way the sun rays 
were in the house because her entire house was filled with smoke. It was what? white, thick smoke, and she said it didn't look like the kind of smoke as if your house was on fire, but yeah, it looked like, like black. Yeah, it was the kind of smoke like, oh, I made hot dogs and the smoke alarm's on. That's Oops. how she explained it. Like, oh, I'm cooking. And it got out of hand. Yeah. And she said that she rubbed her eyes and she kept thinking, like, oh, was it because I was crying? And before she said anything out loud, her husband freaked out and yeah. was like, I don't like that the house is smoky. What's going on? They run outside. She's about to call the cops. She tells her neighbor. And her neighbor's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I didn't see anything. What's going on? And she's, like, tiptoe. And she thinks somebody's in the house. She's yeah, like, what yeah, is going that's on? Yeah, spooky. Call the police, you know? So she's freaking out. And out of the corner of her eye, so she's still standing in, like, her front entryway. Okay. Out of the corner of her eye, her front door's open. She sees on her front porch a black silhouette. And she said, look, just like a person, but she couldn't make out features. It was just a black silhouette. Yeah. And she turned around, and it looked like it ran around her house because you can uh, run on the side of her house into her backyard i don't like that. and she freaked out and her brain didn't think oh this is the ghost of my father she thought somebody broke into my freaking yeah, house because that's the logical explanation. yeah exactly. you're like oh man now i gotta beat up this person <laughs> so she's on high alert she runs around the house there's nobody there there was never anybody there and the night before he passed away because his funeral didn't happen very soon it didn't happen too long, sorry, after he passed away. Because, like okay. I said, we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So it was, like, within a couple days okay. of his passing. She said the night that he actually died, the night before it happened, she had a dream that there was this beautiful, like, stereotypical angel with the white clothes and the big white wings. Yeah. Literally was laying atop him in his hospital bed and looked at my grandma Maggie in oh. her dream and said, it's okay, he, he has to go now. He's safe and he'll be at peace. And I was like, ah. So that happened. He passes away. The same day of his freaking funeral, her house is filled with smoke and there's this apparition running around her house. Mm. I don't understand. Like, the apparition I can understand. I can understand him, like, maybe his presence wanted to go because that's his daughter. She's yeah. the only one that lived farther away. So maybe that was him, like, saying his goodbyes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Why was her house filled with smoke? And she said, like, visible smoke. You could smell Did it. Did she go in afterwards and it was gone? It it had started to fade, yeah. But for what? for a couple minutes, for a, a, a good chunk of time, there was this very visible, thick, like, white smoke. And she could smell it, and she could say she could almost taste it. It was like every oh. sense that you would get with smoke was right there. And, uh, yeah. So, spooky stuff. That's, yeah, that sure is a spooky story. <laughs> I'm like, I finished the story and then I was like, I'm scared now, so I want to stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a little break to de-stress BRB. So, uh, besides ghost stories of war, my other favorite ghost stories are ones of antiquity or like in the ancient world. What's antiquity? The ancient world. Oh, why can't you just say the ancient world? Because antiquity sounds... Fancy. Antiques? Yes, like that. Antiquity. Antiquities. Quit your antiques. Quit your antiques. Throw those things out. They're useless. <laughs> Quit antiquing it, Janet! We Screw your about this. You're Screw gonna, your chotskies! You're gonna go bankrupt! You're gonna go blind! <laughs> Throw out your antiques right now. You're gonna go blind! So many good savings. I'm gonna go blind. I can't see anything anymore. Neither have I since the war. 
Stop, I've already insulted the entire American History Museum. Museum? <laughs> one museum. Just one. Just one. Oh. Uh. If anybody listened to this, I'd be worried about criticism, but I think we're already pretty hated, so... Yeah, I... This one goes viral. I get canceled on the internet. Allison didn't know about D-Day! I'm sorry! <laughs> I'm stupid! It's okay. We're I made my stupid. apology video on the ground in a black hoodie. Everybody knows I'm being serious. I think that's what David Dobrik did. I'm trying to fake, be... Fake tears and all. I did my makeup fake for my... Fake titties? Fake tears! Fake titties! Fake tears! David Dobrik has fake titties! <laughs> you heard it here first, folks! <laughs> This chick, this, ooh! Yeah? Can you stop farting on I, the couch? The couch keeps ruh, Yeah, anyways, my ghost story. This is how your lungs work. No, that's a couch cushion. <laughs> <laughs> my ghost story takes place in ancient Rome. It wasn't built in the day, I hear. And technically, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> technically, I hate you. And technically, this couch needs to be thrown out. Oh, me too. Uh, I guess technically this isn't a ghost story. It's more of a paranormal story. What the hell you think paranormal is? No. <laughs> I didn't know you were a beatboxer. <laughs> I just gotta throw out my beats sometimes. I gotta promote myself, you know. Catch me on the um a um a Apple <laughs> Apple I iTunes. I'm getting Spotify. I'm getting sweaty. Oh, just now you're getting sweaty. I've yeah. been sweaty forever. Oh, touch my skin. Okay. <laughs> so, in ancient Rome, it's paranormal. Sorry. <laughs> a man was traveling from Rome to a villa in the countryside, which I'm assuming he owned it because why would you just be like, yeah, let's go to this, let's go to this house. That's what we do all the time. Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> we do that. Technically, I hate you. <laughs> Can you cannot? Can you cannot? Technically, I've got a burp just sitting in my throat. I'm gonna be like a bullfrog. You stop that. Okay. <laughs> so I have only got 26 teeth left. I'm on borrowed time because I'll die if I lose them all. I'm gonna gum you to death. So. A soldier, for some reason, decided to join this man on his journey. Hey, hey buddy, are you going countryside? I come with you. Yeah, I'm not sure why. That's what people sound like in Rome. <laughs> with you. Gabagool. Gabagool. I wake up against some gabagool. Stop. Anyways, speaking of stopping, these guys stopped Stop. at a cemetery to rest for some reason. Mm, let's sleep with the dead. And here's the good part. Later that night... The soldier was reported to have stripped from his clothes and turned into uh, a wolf. How he's like, I'm gonna get naked and turn into a dog real quick. Don't worry about it, Jimmy. <laughs> he's like, oh man, this guy's hot. I'm gonna get naked real quick. Oh, and then a dog ooh, showed ooh, up, bounce. and that oh, guy, bounce. like, I don't know, maybe he went behind the bushes. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get naked. And then a dog came out of the bushes, and he was like, oh man, that guy turned into a dog. But then where did the guy go? He was too embarrassed. He, he was afraid. He saw of the, the dog. guy freak out, and he was too embarrassed. To go out, he's like, okay, I'll put my clothes back on. <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere, but I guess if you don't want to smooch in the countryside, I guess around, if I'm not scary, I'll just pull my clothes on and leave. Okay. <laughs> Missed connections on Craigslist. I was so I was hiding in a bush in Rome. I was hiding in a bush in a cemetery at night, 
and ancient times and this dog came along and ruined my date. <laughs> so bad once that I went all the way back to Rome. <laughs> I had a date that was so bad once. Um, I left him at the movie theater after I said I was getting snacked. <laughs> you did! Because you, you, it was in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I can't say anything else because he'll find me. So, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, He does finish, live in Florida. Can we finish watching the movie now? His name starts with a G. It's Gregory. No, stop it. Oh, no, I see his car lights. It's He's coming. It's Gregory. <laughs> it's all Greg. What are you doing in these waters? What are you doing in my Roman cathedral? <laughs> what are you doing in my Roman cemetery at night with my dog? <laughs> What if it was just a big coincidence? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, turn up. No, I got a wound. I'm not a dog. Don't worry about it. No, girl, we can still go out later. <laughs> <laughs> you ever drink wine from a sandal? <laughs> you ever drink <laughs> whiskey from a boot? <laughs> I can't do this. I gotta go see <coughs> Dr. Phil again for my tuberculosis. <laughs> I gotta go eat some Gabagoo. This is a good season. Gabagoo! This week's cryptid is the giant anaconda. Eggplant emoji. This creature is a giant danger noodle found in the deep jungles of South America. Tribes from Suriname all the way to Ecuador have told tales of these creatures for generations. Yes, yes. There are reports of this creature being 50 to 100 feet long, being hundreds of pounds, and being able to take out a group of hunters easily. Just like me. <laughs> this is one danger noodle you want to stay away from. 
story I'm going to be reading, and I am lisdexic. I really didn't know you could read, so this is impressive. And uh, it's going to be rough. Okay. So I'm going to make up a new name for the city on the fly. But this is from ghostsofamerica.com. That's my source. Mm. This is another place We're citing sources now. Yeah. We are peer-reviewed. Like a biblioteca. Sorry, bibliography. Biblioteca. (laughs) What the hell is a biblioteca? That ain't even English. Is that a library? I don't know. I thought Libre was a... It's a book. Libre is a book, yeah. It's a pencil? I said it was pencil. Pencil it's not. is <clears throat> Libro. Li- Libro is a book. Libro. Libro. Wait, li- doesn't matter. In Anyways, nineteen eighty five, I was driving home alone you after were? dropping off a girlfriend at her parents' house in Redacted. I drove along Redacted Road under a full moon. Across from the old stone church and graveyard, there is a large pasture. I was in my 1976 Chevy Nova and glanced to my left and noticed a large black horse running neck and neck, keeping perfect pace with me. Ew. He ran the length of the pasture as I drove about 30 miles an hour. At the far end of the road, going towards Redacted, is a 90-degree bend in the road to the left. You must almost come to a complete stop to negotiate the bend. In fact, I have seen on two occasions where cars could not make the bend and crash in front of the yard and the wall of a house located on the bend. Oh, good. As I reached the bend, I turned to get a last look at this beautiful horse, but when I did, he was nowhere to be seen. This beautiful horse at midnight running. Right? 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 Like, wow, so pretty. In my 1976 Chevy Nova. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, <coughs> hold on. Uh, there was no way he could have reached the woods on the far end of the meadow in time. I thought it was a pasture, dude. Get your shit together. In the time that it took me to look back. In the full moon, I could survey the entire field, and it was empty. A few years later, I told this to an older friend of mine who surprisingly recounted the same exact story he experienced, but 12 years earlier than I had. Years later, I read in the Pittsburgh Press about a Civil War soldier on horseback that haunts that particular road. No. Wait, did they see a soldier or just a horse? I never did see any body on that horse's back, (laughs) but I saw that black stallion as plain as day, except that it was at night. Stop! (laughs) Plain as day, except it was at night. But here's the thing. I've been to this place. Okay. And... In saying this, I might give away the location to people that live around here, but that's all. Because this specific building and graveyard, believe it or not, even though it's a graveyard, it sits atop a hill, and a lot of people go there for 4th of July, and they sit in the field, and you could see downtown Pittsburgh's fireworks, and several other local towns' fireworks from up on the hill. Because you have a really good eye line of the whole horizon, and you can see... Lots of fireworks. So it's just kind of a thing for the people that live in that area to go up on the hill and watch the fireworks. And I'd been there before. And I had been there before I heard all these stories. And one, I was spooked out because I'm sitting in a freaking cemetery on 4th of Is July. Is that the one you took me to? Did I take you there? Yeah, oh and then we turned around because we thought it was creepy. No, no, no. Not that one. No, okay. no, no, no. Not that cemetery at night. Not the other, other one. cemetery at night. Yeah, this one, I mean, literally like 50 people show up. So even oh, though it's a cemetery, yeah. you shouldn't feel creeped out because there's like more people 50 there. people there. But also, people bring their pets, their kids, their snacks, they're playing music. It's a calm thing. The church itself doesn't feel eerie as in like bad vibes. Yeah. It just feels like, oh, there's some Civil War people sitting with me. But listen to this. On the website that I read this from, there's a comment 
by a username Funky. <laughs> hey, Funky! And they said, OMG, I can't believe my son found this story. Around five years ago, our family of six were driving home from Redacted on Christmas Day. So this is the same road. Yeah, yeah. It was snowing and the roads were totally snow covered. As we were passing that cemetery that is pictured on this page, we all saw this young boy, probably around teenage age, teenage age, <laughs> walking up the hill along the cemetery. He was dressed in what we all thought to look like Civil War garb and was carrying a bugle. It was oh. the craziest thing and we were all bewildered as to where the boy would possibly be going and why he would be dressed that way and all alone on Christmas Day. I wanted to turn around and see him, but because of the bad weather, we just kept on going. So for all these years since, when we passed that cemetery, I always joke about the apparition of the Civil War boy and what that was. A joke never in a million years thinking anything different, but now after reading this story, I wonder, maybe it wasn't just a joke. That's so creepy. Spooky. So it's not just one soldier, it's several. And one's a teenager, I guess. One's on a horse. <gasps> what if it's the horse that George Washington is on? I think he rode a... No matter how cliche it is, I do think he rode a white horse. Hold on. Time to Google. I bet it was brown. Probably was. D- Goddamn couch. horse did George... As if people knew. What the hell is up with George Washington and the cherry tree? Why would I care? Oh, I don't know. That's just something they took... Oh, it gave me the name. He, oh. Are you okay? (laughs) His horse's names were Nelson and Blueskin. Blueskin do, you can do. Stop. Civil War ghost at the church. (laughs) Stop, we're going to get haunted. Yeah. And I'm taking you there next week. Next time I tell you on a whim, just like. It was a white horse. Son of a bitch. Bite me. Just like earlier today when I went, hey, on the way home, you want to stop and get a geocache? And we're not giving away what geocaching is. Google it, you cretins. We did. We found a geocache. And I was like, I'm sinking into the mud. (laughs) Next time we're out in Redacted, I'm going to say, hey, Athena, let's go get a geocache. And you'll be like, oh, man, I'm seeing a Civil War boy. And we're going to go to a church. (gasps) Okay. It's not, but that's the thing is, like, it's definitely haunted. <laughs> like, you can feel something there, but it's not a bad feeling. It's just like, yeah, some dead people, what you gonna do about it, Gabagool? Gabagool, what you gonna do? Thanks for listening to the hottest pal of dog shit this side of the Mississippi. We won't be doing any better this season, so I don't know what you were expecting. Ghost sounds. <laughs> hope we scared you scallywags now get back to the brig till next week or start walking the plank on the rat's nest